Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Divulgence. Today, joining me, I have a nice round table of favorites. First, we have um, author, filmmaker. He has a handful of excellent books, including his most recent, Global Death Cult. Please welcome William Ramsey. Hey, William. Jordan, great to be with you again. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Thanks for coming back. We also have the king pimp of Tartaria, Andreas Exertus, everyone's favorite. Andreas, how are you, my friend? You're so sweet. Thank you. I, I appreciate being here as well. Right on. Thanks for coming. And we also have returning Addy Ads, journalist and on the ground with the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell case lately. He's been doing some amazing work, so I promised that we'd bring him back. So here he is with an all-star cast. How are you, Addy? I'm great, Jordan. Thanks again for, for having me on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. So essentially, since the last time we had you on, the decision's been made. Well, a few decisions have been made, and there's been a nice handful of other discoveries, including one just recently with the jury and one of the particular jurors. So I thought, excellent time to bring you back and bring a few other familiar faces and have an awesome discussion about it. So thank you, everyone, for coming. I think we had a topic that we wanted to start off with right away. William, did you want to start with the FBI tags that you mentioned? Do you want to start Yeah, with absolutely. That? I- I think that that's probably one of the most amazing aspects of this whole case was the discovery that in a safe, there were evidence files with tags that had already been opened. So what that indicated was some compilation of evidence that went to the FBI in return. And that actually ended up to the shutting down of a big, whose name I can't remember right now, but a big Twitter handle. I think I kicked off after that was discovered when that was put out. But you can see on screen if you're watching, this is Addy Ads, who I've been following because he's been watching the case with, and with a kind of a close friend of mine, Roberta Glass, the true crime report. But I think that's really fascinating. And it's very telling what people were suspicious of or, or assumed was that these guys had some kind of intel connection. They were uh, accruing information to give to a state agency, which I think this would, this would have chosen. Yeah, yeah, it's a good take there. Uh, and something that I think was overlooked by a lot of the media covering the trial, even independent, I saw Kristan Harris of the Rundown Live brought it up, but I, I didn't really see uh, too many other people, you know, mention that. And it was, you know, in the transcripts as well, which were published uh, also by the Rundown Live, who who I write for. And you mentioned uh, Roberta Glass. I just had her on my show yesterday to give a, an update on the Ray trial, the Lawrence Ray or Larry Ray trial and the uh, Sarah Lawrence College cult uh, abuse abuse trial. Apparently he passed out today in court and had to, t- had to get taken out via a stretcher. So that is ongoing. And I think the prosecution is still presenting uh, their case. But as far as the Jurgate uh, mistrial motion memo was uh, submitted by the defense at the beginning of this week, I think it was, uh, I want to say it was on the 12th. So uh, end of last week, uh, rather I could be on that, on that one, but regardless, it's, you know, past the biggest waypoint that I can see from now and June 25th, which is the sentencing for Ghislaine Maxwell with, you know, kind of a split uh, consensus on whether or not Scotty David is believable or if he did this on purpose, whether he really wanted to be on the jury. Some people are a lot more willing to give him the benefit of the doubt, given the fact that he lied and that his story didn't really make a whole lot of sense testifying that he doesn't really tell people about his sexual abuse history, despite the fact that he went to a very good-sized media outlet with it, 
which on that vein, Lucia Crowley, Lucia Osborne Crowley was the journalist who broke the story, was notably absent from court on the 8th, as was Julie K. Brown of the Miami Herald, who recently got sued by Haley Robson or Haley Robson and Courtney Wilde, a victims of Jeffrey uh, Epstein. Allegedly, Brown was threatening one or both of them with information relating to a story she wanted to, to give. And Vicki Ward also was absent, probably most surprisingly, because she, out of the three, is actually based in New York. So yeah, lot, lots of great stuff happening in, the, in that sense. But yeah, very important, I think, to bring up the FBI evidence, because the FBI, to put it euphemistically, knows a lot more than they are, are letting on about this case. So do we know what this might lead to yet? I mean, what are some of the implications of what might happen now? I, I, I mean, it is still pretty fresh, fresh news. So I don't know what direction this is going to go into. I don't know if it's something that's going to quickly. How often does the FBI ever get investigated for things that they've done to clean up evidence afterwards? Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the FBI, I'm not too hopeful as uh, Andreas uh, just mentioned. I, you know, I share that. I was just being, that was an objective question. That was just a real question and there's answers. No. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. And as far as the mistrial though, it's still a possibility. It could happen uh, for sure. Generally speaking, people have contended that the government just doesn't tend to change their decision in aspects like this. But the caveat, of course, is the possibility is always there. And probably more importantly, this is the Ghislaine Maxwell trial, which is an anomaly in and of itself. So in that sense, it, it might be even more a possibility than normal that this mistrial could happen. I don't know. Have thing- you seen, have you seen the, sorry, I didn't want to cut, but have you seen no, the, yeah, prison, go for it. the prison that they're, they're showing the Danbury, Connecticut prison that is like a Disneyland prison because she's talked about all of the trouble she's had in this very serious maximum security blah 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 but then i actually can i can i quickly share my screen to show yeah, you this let me get on one second so let me see here Did fci in, danbury yeah, yeah yeah so well so this is a plush prison that's in connecticut and you know it's not a bad prison or anything it's a it's a it's, a, it's not a good prison in the sense that it's not like the it's a prison, you know, but it's like a Swiss prison. And so this is where we're looking at in Danbury, her ending up because she's complained so much about what's happened. And, you know, this is really what happens every single time. They tell you, we're going to come down really hard on somebody. We're going to give them, you know, the book. And yeah, maybe she's off the street, but then she can still operate from a, from a, a plush mafia like scenario. So it's not, it's not necessarily good or bad though because who's to say that's who she is who's to say she's the mastermind isn't it isn't it more likely that they're letting her survive because she was being used the whole time i mean who's to say though fair enough it's a good yeah question. that's that's a good point uh, i think it's surprising to most people i think that really have studied this case that she's still breathing i think it helps to the fact she's a woman the fact that Epstein already was killed and most people don't buy that even you know the I think the the polling was almost to the point where it was the same level as people who don't buy the Lee Harvey Oswald JFK assassination which I think was close to 65 percent of Americans last I checked so already 
this has happened, what, not even three years ago? The arrest was really hard to believe. I mean, so I was in New Hampshire in Bradford filming a documentary, well, a series, just about a month or two, maybe a month before she was arrested. And it's it's like these $20 million homes, right? And there was this group of ladies that were helping navigate city urban wives to the residential suburbia, help you find your perfect community for your husband and get out of the city when you're having kids. And that was where, you know, I was in the same neighborhood. That was where she was was at. And the story that she was picked up because she wasn't aware that her phone had GPS tracking, a lady who's keeping it in like plastic bags. It just it seems like we got to the point where she said, "Okay, now I'm ready to be arrested. I'll meet you there. That's how it looked to me. It doesn't seem so much like it was this whoops. You know, I don't I don't buy the whoops part of that story personally. Sure. It makes yeah, sense. She probably had time yeah. to cover up in all her evidence, right? She probably wanted time to get rid of everything, get all her ducks in a row, and then come in. I mean, when you start seeing all of the countries she had uh, new aliases and passports to, and you know, the, there was so much talk that she could flee to Brazil or to uh, Syria, even, and I, or Qatar, I think, was one that was on the on the table as a good option that she thought because they weren't going to extradite. And so the fact that this is happening. It seems like now she's got protection. She's going to have maybe I don't know if I'm looking at this too cynically, but I'm not sure if we're looking at like a loss for her necessarily. Yeah, it's I think it's it's a valid assertion because it it does seem suspicious. There was no mugshot. There was no video coverage of the arrest, as one might expect. CNN didn't beat the FBI by 13 minutes as they did with Roger Stone's arrest. And not to mention what we what we said before about her still being alive. It's it does seem like she was like either spoken or unspoken. They had an agreement where it's like she's going to go in and just not say anything and then she'll survive that way. I'm crying right now. The CNN comments are good. Yeah, yeah you got to bring it up. Can't can't let people forget about that one. Well, so there's something I wanted to also say really quickly, and I, I know there's a lot of stuff that William, you're going to have to talk about, but one of the things I thought was interesting was looking at the history of the Virgin Islands and Epstein's connections to tech, big money. So working in, in technology a lot, I actually at one point told Richard Stallman, who, you know, he's involved with free software, and he'd come and spoken for our groups in our school. I said, don't work with that guy. Don't work with Epstein. Don't take $100,000 or I think it's $150,000, which is a lot, but it's not enough to be worth it. And he ended up doing it anyways. And then publicly saying afterwards, I sh- you know, I, I should take money from whomever is going to help me build free software, which got him removed from the free software foundation and started this whole hunt for people that were connected and they're like wait a second everybody's everybody's connected in some way because he was giving money to the transhumanists to the genetic modification to cloning labs involved with the Raylion cult that have the the cloning labs in the caribbean which are essentially there was this in vitro fertilization clinics that are helping uh, and it starts with rich people that are 40 celebrities trying to help them have kids and are now helping this is all the same time that the french and the chinese are saying that super soldier programs are starting to emerge where they're genetically modifying super clones and the, the russians just recently said that they're going to take a line of scythian warriors they found the dna for and clone them these are some like pretty wild things to read in the bbc but they're right after epstein and epstein's built his stuff on saint thomas on you know, the little james island which was used by john c Lilly, 
who was CIA was doing uh, MK Ultra stuff. He, you know, was reverse engineering LSD for and ketamine for the government, but he was also training dolphins. And there's that's the whole weird story where there's a lady who was having she's pleasuring a dolphin to teach it how to recite the alphabet at the same island. So I find it really interesting that this was the beginning. I know Ramsey's like, what? Well, I don't no, know because I had heard that Lily yeah. had sex with the dolphin. Have you heard that? That's that's totally it's totally plausible but then he would have been he would not have been the bottom of that relationship is the thing with lily and then the, the dolphin killed itself right and so there's oh, no Just yeah the dolphin afterwards the dolphin went down to the bottom of the pool because he couldn't hang out with the, the lady that was working for him anymore because she was doing most of the teaching and everything and so she killed the dolphin killed itself but what what's also interesting is all the research he took is some of it's true some of it's either not true or it's beyond what's been declassified but he said to his friends who became the order of the dolphin hey look dolphins can communicate and even more than we believe dolphins can right now i mean there's they communicate in ways that are less human than we realize there there are other ways that they are communicating that's impressive but it's not quite the same he made it seem like they were humans his friend said wow the drake equation must be changed if 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 if, if other life on earth can speak then likely in space it's it's drastically increased so they created the order of the dolphin and then they had these little pins and then that became seti the search for extraterrestrial intelligence so it's all from that island all from the connections to and the, he moved right to that spot and even controlled where the open tank was so it's interesting the continuation of that program and then what what's the one thing that matters to glenn maxwell the ocean and Terra Mar and like all this. So I, I find it just a weird connection there. Yeah, that, that was great. Sus. Yeah, I'm going to have to re-listen to this this one and look into the, the island a, a bit more. There's also a uh, water island uh, just a few minutes away or, or Biden Island, as it as it was called before uh, colloquially. There's so much going on. It's incredible. I mean, here's what we're there's, this is her on Terramar, but I have all this stuff. This, I think she's in like Dallas right now talking about how much she likes it. It definitely has that Bond element. She's kind of like a Bond villain, actually. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that, that, that logo is so magnificent, absolutely. too. That perfect logo. It's just incredible. It, it, if you think about how how sigils work and you start to see that she's putting these in front of everyone. So that's that, that, that other element there too. Mm, yeah. She's a lot like her dad. I mean, I got to tell you moving around different, different entities, things like that. So spy families work, right? So I don't know. I mean, maybe Americans have heard this, but I think it'd be worth it to go in a little bit about her dad too. I mean, Robert Maxwell is so interesting of a character and ended up in such an interesting way, making off the side of his own boat, which has so many implications too. the way, the way you sleep with the fish is so important. You know, the way, what it, what it says about what you did (laughs) and what you end up with when you die. Well, what do you know about Maxwell? There's a really fascinating documentary about him. And it goes in detail about a lot of his intel stuff. And some guy from MI6 said, we know he got into what was a Promethean publishing. What was the name of his Anyway, I think you're right. I think it might be Prometheus. Something like that. Some biblical term. But they said, we know he got how he got the money because we gave it to him. So MI6 said that they set him up in the publishing industry. 
And if you look into that, he had a vast access to so many scientific papers. Like if you were looking for information on science and you see that play over from him to his kids, if you had, it's Pergamon Press. So in the Pergamon. Bible, yeah, the yeah. book of Revelation, Pergamon, yeah. it says, Pergamon is the house where Satan sits. I don't remember it exactly, but it's in the book of Revelation. So he had Pergamon Press, but you can look through the stuff. He had access to so many scientific documents pre-internet that you could just see that if you had that centralized, you would really have a feel for cutting edge science at that time, which you can see that played over to Epstein, just like you said, Andreas, played over to Epstein and Maxwell and Maxwell's sisters too, right? But I, there's a really good documentary. I'll try to get it back over to you, Jordan, the, the link to it, because it does go in. It's actually kind of sad because he was from Eastern Europe and his whole family was wiped. His real name is Abraham Laszlo. That was his born given name. And he went through like two or three different name changes. Yeah. He's, he's from Ukraine, actually, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, it's uh, Western Ukraine. But he's crying. His whole family got wiped out by the Nazis, just the whole Holocaust situation, which in that part of the the world, actually, it wasn't just Germans. They had a lot of really sketchy kind of ethnic things going on there. But uh, yeah, yeah, Slavs and Poles and such. Yeah. Well, it's interesting also his connections with Mossad because, you know, the Soviets weren't too much kinder. And when they were trying to create Israel, which was, you know, already, I mean, existed, but had been continuing to proliferate and grab people from other states and people that were trying to leave. Stalin was trying to stop this. And he said, hey, we're going to have a Soviet Zion instead of an Israeli Zion. So there were a lot of people working to manipulate the west into manipulating russia and the united nations into allowing citizens into israel and so there's the amount of people who were israeli nationalists without being israeli citizens at first i mean robert maxwell was lauded by one of the former prime ministers of israel for being the greatest spy for israel right i mean so he's known for being a very important guy very social guy and you know he did i think you said his daughter's like his father i don't know if that's exactly true but he definitely raised her when you look at the opulent what was the name of the mansion there's like a a manor that he used to throw all this parties I, i forgot but it trained it trained her to throw parties the same way, and you know, well, Andrea. Just... Sorry to interrupt. I'm a daughter's plural. Look at her sisters too. They're right. all in tech, so they're all kind yeah. of in that. One of them had clearly was trying to. He was involved in Promise Software, right? So they're kind of in that same thing. We can get what's more m- more to win. Yeah, Do you remember? Yeah, I have. I have a documentary on Maxwell. Actually, I'll send Jordan has her sister's companies in Morgellon. And Morgellon was the first really viable search engine. And it's actually in some ways was better than Google's initial search engine, which used spiders to crawl the web. This also used sort of the Roger Thesaurus system. So Excite picked it up, but then they picked up Excite. And so Excite was owned by British intelligence in certain respects. And so they were, and so this search engine that they created is still being used for indexing of people rather than websites for, you know. So there's, there's Maxwell with Trump, future president. But just to give you an idea of what I was talking about, I can show it on the screen, is how vast his access to these. This is just one page. This is from that book I showed in the pre-show. But just gives you how his access to all of these journals, you know, prior to wow. the internet. This is just one of, one of three pages. Let's go back. Here's another one. Also, side note, 
is the mansion you're thinking of Headington Hill. That's Oxford? it. Is that the That's one? it. Okay. That's okay. it. And so, and it's an interesting uh, spot because the kind of people that were coming through were constantly, you know, the thing was the father was involved with the labor party and it was pretty obvious that he was involved with the communists, but then he was also involved with these neo-elite. And this makes more sense in England. I think it made more sense to English people than it does to Americans. And the way we look at it, I think here often is conservatives are these people that are trying to liberate the economy for themselves versus in Europe where a real conservative, an eight, like a, a paleo archy something that's existed in a long time they want a liberal economy so they can liberate the the wealth and conserve that themselves so the terms are flipped and it makes a lot of sense he was trying to build up a labor state because it was going to allow for these new upper middle class textile mills people from israel people that are industrialists and trade and merchantile to replace the systems of power that were there in the 60s and 70s and you know i mean again he ended up dead with nothing off the side of his own boat. So it's interesting to wonder who he upset, but he upset a lot of people. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he but, turned from an asset to a, a liability. He brought up the fact that he was found dead off the lady Ghislaine, his yacht. And Ghislaine, I think was actually the first person to declare that he did not kill himself or, or have an accident that he in fact was killed and I've never actually seen these pictures before. This is cool. Uh, no, this but, is interesting too. Sorry to interrupt, but that's him no, uh, yeah. try, running for the Labour Party. There's Ghislaine. So you can see vote Maxwell Labour. I don't think he was a very successful politician, but yeah. No, you're right. No, in some, uh, in some ways, in some ways he was, you know, and he, the thing party. was, he, he was found to be a boss tweet, at least, because he was able to pick people to become a successful politicians. And he did have a lot of sway in the Labour Party until it became obvious that he, he stole, I think, a billion dollars or helped siphon a billion dollars. You know, and this is earmarking. This is exactly what every politician does. So if anything, that just proves he's a successful politician if he's able to do that. Oh, look at him with his buddy. Yeah, yeah William Dion back then. Prince There's another Charles. one that kind of ties into what you guys were talking about. Here. Let's see. He's with some, I think that's Brezhnev. Is that who that is? Oh, and there's a Lenin picture there, or portrait in the background. Yeah. Who is that? Yeah, I think that's Brezhnev. Yeah, that's Brezhnev, yeah. But then you want to see, look at, I mean, look at how skilled he was. He was hobnobbing with all of these tech elites. Here's another one. Who's that? So it's like Nobel Prize winners, Professor Hodgkin, Nobel Prize winner. Oh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, all that stuff. So here he is. You know, more... Sophisticated. And this is another, this is a fascinating one because I've heard, I've done one on Mountbatten. So here he is. This guy's a stone cold pedophile. He got busted. Oh, Lord Mountbatten. Into... Yeah. 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 He's not looking oh, his way. He's fucking gallant, scary. But yeah, that's him on the right. Guy. He was blown up by the IRA off the coast of Ireland. Yeah, he was assassinated. Yeah. I did a show he, on, on him, the Mountbatten's. But here's Faisal was a very important figure. Like this guy's hobnobbing with the top. So you can see the daughters chip off the old block. Absolutely. Faisal was very much involved in the Arab revolt with T.E. Lawrence, right? Lawrence of Arabia. Indira Gandhi, Gandhi's wife. So, I mean, you can go through, I got tons of pictures like this. What book did you get this from, Mr. Ramsey? That is, oh, Maxwell. Yeah. Okay. And who wrote that biography? Maxwell and Outsider. The book Maxwell Tried to Stop by Tom Bauer. 
Excellent. Excellent. I might have to pick that one up. It was this was formerly a library book. I don't know. I got it off of Amazon, but somebody nice. ripped it off of a library and then sold it to me. Um, oh, uh, I don't know what's publication date. Was. Some book trafficking going on. Yeah, dangerous. 1988 was its original publication date. Oh wow, very nice. But yeah, no Maxwell. I mean, the whole Promise software with the back doors, right? So he got Promise software, and the creator of Promise software said he got ripped off. There's this guy, Michael Riconosciuto, who's like a supercomputer genius. And they took Promise and sold it to everybody and told them it wasn't, it didn't have any backdoor, which it had backdoor. So it allowed everybody to see what it was on this kind of data aggregating software, which was really before the internet. This is for when um, McAfee became important because he built some of the first softwares to say, hey, we're looking at something. We don't know what it is. We're going to call it Black Cube. It turned into Black Cube, which was wow. the Israeli intelligence. And they found, well, we have to start a system that we can copy any virus, antivirus we write. And that's where antivirus software really came from in the, in the original military, Lockheed's ADA programming language. And they had to come up with just a list of every possible antibody that they could throw at their their missile system so that because a lot of the time you get these trojan viruses and if a state can get in somewhere and not be noticed for five years and then operate the thing that can happen so there's so so much of it they're like whoa wait a second this has been going on for years super intense espionage and a lot of it wasn't released to the public you know i think y2k in a lot of ways, was a cover for some of the, the work that the government had to do in going back and fixing all of these systems and banking systems, but also in, in rockets and in, in hydrothermal, hydroelectric dams. Interesting. In this picture, you can see Trump here. John Tower was involved in the whole Promise software. He died in a plane crash. That guy's son is on Fox News all the time. I forgot his name right next to uh, Maxwell. Is it Michael or something? The guy on the left is the CEO. I forgot what company it was. Okay. there's all kinds of stuff this book is chock full of information about maxwell there's another this is a letter from eisenhower to maxwell 1949 <laughs> oh, oh my goodness well the company package contains a few grams of streptomycin so that's amazing. all over the place man the guy's amazing content. i mean he's an amazing guy i don't think he was i think he was uh you know, a bit of a break, but yeah, he was something else. Yeah, he did have lots of mistresses. Yeah, prostitutes. He used to pee out of like windows on people walking by. He would use towels. Yeah, it was got it got bad. He was he was he was uh, pretty curious guy. But anyway. You can go through. So there was Alia from Russia. He was involved in, right? So he knew the KGB. He was making sure Jews got to Israel safely. He was involved in Promise. He was involved in Pergamon Press, which is an aggregator of information. He was also involved in the Benunu affair. So he was involved, I think, in setting up Benunu, who was talking about the Demona nuclear reactors in Israel and made sure he got arrested. So Vimaxo yes. was involved in that. He's involved in everything. And then he looted the pension funds leading up to his death. Do you think he looted the pension funds? He was in competition with Murdoch, right? So Murdoch yes. of Fox News. He was a direct competitor. I think it was the Globe or the Mail or one of the things. Then he looted it. And his kids got, he died mysteriously. His kids got 
banned from working in the UK stock market for 10 years after it was all over because they were engaged in like massive fraud is my understanding. In other words, they were doing what everyone else was doing, but they didn't have the privilege anymore. And that's another question is, you know, when we say who did he upset? Because he seemed, these seem like not very unusual circumstances for the elite. These are the kinds of things we see the elite do all the time. So what was it about him that wasn't, he wasn't privileged? Why was he not allowed? And why did they have to stop him? And why did they stop his his kids, you know, in such a strong way? And what did that end up doing to the Mossad? Because they ended up in power in so many places and so many governments that they were able to take over the court systems, the infrastructure, private prison systems. Clearly that's been going on since the eighties. Right. And this is an interesting picture because Blinken, he is what the secretary of state now under Biden. And then his father-in-law is here. That is the longtime lawyer of Robert Maxwell. So there's a direct tie between people in power right now and yep. Robert Ma- Maxwell. I mean, these guys knew each other. So, uh, and apparently, Pisar was one of the last people to speak with Bob Maxwell before his death. I think his son was the last one to speak with him on the phone. But yeah, another another tie there with the Pisar family. Anthony Blinken's stepdad, Samuel Pisar, longtime lawyer and confident of Bob Maxwell. Yeah, it's crazy. This is. I mean, these are things I screenshotted off Twitter. Rudy Havenstein. Samuel Pizar was the Maxwell family's long-trusted attorney. One of his few confidants. And there it is. There's Martin Dillon. It's Antony, not Anthony, but yeah. I mean, there's so yeah, many Anthony. crazy connections. I, let's see what else have I got here. Ghislaine, or not, uh, Ghislaine's sister, rather, Isabel Maxwell, dated the son of the birth control or, or was actually married to one of her ex-husbands was the son of the inventor of the birth control pill carl so, de rossi oh de rossi right yeah one of the other sisters married have you heard of this crazy tie is that one of the sisters married there was the suicide squad who created rocketry in the states with help from von braun and it was parson yeah it was parsons foreman and a guy who's, God, I can't remember the third guy's name, but his daughter, his son married one of the Maxwell daughters. Isabel was also important wow. because of met the metaverse. So we're talking about Ma- Ma- Magellan or Magellan. Magellan, I think, is the name of it. Which Magellan, was, I believe. Magellan. Magellan. Yeah, yeah, I kind of try to remember more Magellan. That's right. It's like that. <laughs> but the, the company that created the chat system on top of the, ser- the search engine, they so I remember in the early days of Excite Chat, you go in and there's a picture of a room and then the, each character was in there and you can move around the room and then they would chat with each other. And it was one of the earliest metaverse systems. And now all the technology from that is, you know, coming to the forefront of four companies at once. Addy, just like you said, this uh, thing that I screenshotted says, PSAR was one of the last people to speak to Maxwell by phone probably an hour before the chairman of Mirror Group newspapers fell off his luxury yacht in the Lady Ghislaine. 5th of November, 1991. And where does Anthony Blinken go to school? The Dalton School, right? Where Epstein Wow. Taught. So it's a little small community. It's a little smaller oh, than wow. I think. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Barr connection to Dalton right? with yeah. Donald Barr, Bill Barr. Yeah. That's crazy. So Maxwell was up to all kinds of stuff. All kinds of, and he was buried with full dignitary honors in Jerusalem, right? And I think it yeah. was six... 
six prime ministers were there, including a bunch of other people. And current I think his daughter was there. Was there. Yeah. yeah, I think six current and former heads of Israeli state in some some fashion because they have a president and a prime minister. So yeah, he's something else. I used to have a burial picture somewhere of his daughter, kind of following the casket. But that's kind of like the highest honor among Jews is to be buried in the holy city. I think, if I remember correctly. So yeah, yeah, I think you're right. It, it might have been on Sinai, right? Or I could be wrong, but yeah, it was like full honors, full you know respect and burial, and yeah, it's a bit ironic considering those are basically the same people who ordered his assassination so they say right yeah yeah well here's 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 one thing was it you that said it said she's you said that gilane said he didn't commit suicide right so there it is i think she was the first one to say that yeah so you see in the quote on the upper left here it says five years after the sudden death of robert maxwell quote one thing i'm sure about is that my father didn't commit suicide wow so there it is Hmm. Yeah, I need to get that book. That's jam-packed full of stuff. Oh, yeah, man. This thing is, what, how many pages is it? Yeah, I just I well, found close it. Close to 500. I, I just threw it in my cart. Does anybody have a decode on the In-N-Out burger picture of Maxwell? Like, what she was, is the extra data about that, what that's supposed to mean? No, do you? Do you, got, do you, got, the, do you got the tea on that, my friend? I mean, I've got some thoughts. I'm not sure if they're, like, all perfect, but it was an interesting idea to post a picture, whether or not it was fully real, you know, to create this media sensation that she was at an In-N-Out burger. And she's holding the book that's about the lives of agents that aren't to be remembered because so many CIA agents' lives are... If you find out what they do, then even... Uh, after they're dead, it could affect the lives of so many other people. So for a hundred years after certain agents, you know, you're not going to know some of their secrets. And so it's her kind of trying to tell the world, Hey, you know, I can't say certain things, but I knew a bunch of people that were in intelligence and espionage and it affects the lives of so many people in intricate ways. You would understand that like women in Afghanistan will die just because they knew the guy who was related to the person. So that there was that side to it that she was saying, Hey, I, you know, I have data, but it's not the data that the people think it is. It's the data that the security infrastructure around the world that's interacting with each other against the wishes of the public hubris, which wants to think everyone's fighting, but really the intelligence is working together. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like that. That, that picture really bounced around. People really wanted to know where she was. I was surprised when they found her in New Hampshire, right? Was it Vermont, New Hampshire somewhere? Yeah, this is New Hampshire, yeah. Bradbury, right? Or yeah, Bradford. Yeah, and then Brunel. When did Brunel go down? Like three weeks ago? Four weeks the nineteenth of February, Saturday. The Frenchman. One a.m. Yeah. local time in Paris. Yeah, or actually, I think it was closer to two. But so, what do you think about that too? So, what? Why did they wait so long? <laughs> like, what was the final? Like, all right, no, no, now it's time. <laughs> it's a good question. I, I did notice question. that in quick succession, you had Virginia Roberts, Dufre announce. And, and Prince Andrew that they were going to settle out of court. And there's just a, a couple of days later, same week, I believe, you have Jean-Luc Grenell getting killed, right? Getting assassinated in La Santé prison, I believe it's called, in Paris, which is yes. 
and apparently I, I didn't know this, but the French prison system is just horrendous human rights abuses going on there. So much easier to carry out a hit apparently in that system. Not that it can't be done in our system. Uh, obviously, <laughs> ours, we know that ours isn't much better. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, the right. NCC. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. You had to get the most, probably one of the most important criminals in recent history in, in Epstein at the what Metropolitan Correctional Center. And they had nothing, mm. nobody watching him. It's not credible at all. He was wasted. Yeah. Somebody told me, it was an interesting story. I forgot where I heard it, but it was a kind of a credible source that people up in the hills in LA were having parties the two days before Epstein died because the word was out that he was going down. You guys ever wow. heard that? Yeah, somebody I told me. I heard something no. on that about yeah, a that They knew party. that the day was, it was the, the Greek ears were in motion. Epstein was going to be gone. And everybody can relax. I mean, it's not really that funny, but imagine like if you're a rich <laughs> sure guy and you're worth like a you know hundred million dollars and you hung out on the island and nobody really knows. And you can see what's happened to these other people. Like they got divorced, like Bill Gates got divorced when all that yep. stuff came out. He had to pay out his wife. Like these people were sweating bullets, dude. They were, I'm sure there's a lot of people who, who exhaled in in great relief when Epstein was dead. Well, you know, on, on, so on this, I, and I'm not, and so with respect to the flat earthers and QAnoners, right. You know, but there are, there are some interesting things about people said right before Epstein, even on the internet, they're like, Hey, you know, I think it's 2016. And this is before QAnon, of course, this is just 4chan stuff. People were saying, Hey, there's human trafficking and the Hillary Clinton is peripherally through the Clinton foundation involved with a huge network of multi-billionaires in the House of Saud and everywhere else that are involved in human trafficking. And that you're going to find out about this and it's going to cause a stir. And then you started hearing the QAnon stuff, but there was this one specific Trump post that happened that was not a QAnon post. And it just had to do with the, the ideas that the powers that be could mess with the economy. And it was so funny the way that this was more like the media saying, hey, this is crazy that Trump is so worried about the economy. What is he saying right here? You know, he's all he cares about is money. But then he was saying, if you were to take out certain people that were criminals, that how would the economy manage to cut out that cancer? And the way to do it would be to slowly do it. And so what happened is the more interesting thing, regardless of all of the theories that happen on the internet here we are with like the evidence of a bunch of people leaving their powerful positions or you know in a divorce what happens is you have to sell stock in order to sell to give money to your wife this is what bezos did in order to get money that he wasn't legally allowed to sell the stock for decades now he was forced to right so there's there's a number of circumstances where this benefited certain ceos that were leaving office or office leaving their their central office but also this made it possible for the economy to survive it. I mean, they said with the Bill Gates marriage, we were going to do this four years ago, but we didn't know how it would affect the 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 state of Microsoft and the this, the value. So we're going to uh, wait. Really good I- point. Yeah, really good point. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But no, you're making. You're right. Like they, this is where these two guys are both involved with Epstein. This is from. What do you call it? This is from, what is it? That mega group that they ran or whatever with all the tech giants. Mirvold was deep in this stuff and he was the number one kind of tech guy at Microsoft. And so they got, they got Mirvold and 
Gates. It's incredible. And this guy, guy, these guys are all in there. His name is Mirvold, the guy on the right. Yeah, M-Y-H-R-B-O-L-D. So let's think about, let's think about Zorro Ranch for a second, right? So where, what is Zorro Ranch? So you guys know about Zorro Ranch, right? It was Epstein's, Epstein's property in New Mexico. Where is Bezos from? He's from New Mexico. He's from Albuquerque. And this ranch was sold, or I think they're trying to sell it for like 30 million right now. But when you look at it, it's like a Putin palace, Medvedev kind of layout with an underground. And there's all these crazy stories. But that was, you know, again, the connection to tech and to cloning labs and to certain witnesses of Epstein saying back in the early 2000s, right, that he was working on cloning labs in New Mexico. And what are the connections with Google, Microsoft, and uh, Sony also, because we're talking about the metaverse. So who are the main competitors right there to build this up? You know, you've got the video game companies, Microsoft for Xbox and Sony for PlayStation, and you have Facebook now. So the other is, is Google and Amazon. And Amazon's deal is that they're building the infrastructure of servers to run all this stuff. So what, what do you have when you have servers? Well, you have these giant underground places that are kept cool. They're distant. They're off in the middle of nowhere. And then you have trucks that are able to bring infrastructure and people to these places. Right. Makes perfect sense. You were talking about Abramovich in the pre-show, right? Yeah. 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 I I was trying to remember where I just saw her. I think she was talking about the Ukraine crisis and how horrible it was. I was like, oh, Abramovich. And so this is Maxwell at the same party as Abramovich at the Chateau Marmont, which is kind of notorious, ties in with the Hunter Biden as a Biden. as a Croatian as a Croatian, I always have a hard sentiment towards her, not just because she's Serbian, but it doesn't help. Sure, she's a piece of work, man. She, her biography, she said she she used to go in the closet to try to communicate with spirits from very early age. Man, she's I would call her a witch, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, this stuff is not that weird. So I'm from California. It's not that weird where I'm from. Like, and seeing, I remember the World Wildlife Foundation. I had did a video projection and, and filming for in Los Angeles and they had naked women sushi bars, you know, set up. So it gets kind of to the point where you don't even notice what's going on anymore, except for the part that I agree with what you're saying. She's interested in magic. She's obsessed with this idea of manipulation of other people's mind, which is interesting because marketing and these hypno hypnotists are, are so closely related. And isn't it also the kind of guy that is around Epstein is the kind of guy who would be into those pickup books, you know, and it seems like they're into hypnosis and mind control and even the most subtle ways of getting what they want out of people. Interesting. I mean, if you who's, drive, who's this, who's this guy, by the way? Yeah. Who so is that Brockman? guy, his name is Brockman, but he's totally oh, close. I think he was the head of the entire kind of mega group, but there's pictures of him with a bunch of Epstein women. So Brockman, if you even just type in his name, Brockman Epstein right now into Google, you'll see this guy on the right with this girl who was one of Epstein's kind of henchmen or something. But there's Bezos with him. So it's that to me is very telling. Man, this guy, right? so interesting looking. Just like what is going on with the Miami Vice outfits? Like these guys yeah, just yeah. they're just up and coming. They just made it out of the nerd, you know? So there's yeah. Epstein with Gates, but he's I mean. This guy on the far left was the head of Barclay Bank, and they did an investigation, looked into like his association with Epstein and fired him. So oh, he that's recently... Les Staley. Right? Okay, this yeah, is this is this is me reaching. But does anybody think that that's a hidden hand for Epstein right there? I mean, the way he does it, it's not that awesome. rich. 
Awesome, man. I see, yeah, that's, I see three that's one of the hands. people they looked into and yeah. fired was him. And I forgot this girl's name, but she's the one that's with Brockman. Her and I'll show her. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Is that the actress or no? No, she. This girl right here with Epstein is with Brock. Oh, that's Sarah Kellen. Sarah Kellen. Yeah, good. Yeah. And she is. She's. uh, Yeah, Sarah Kellen. She's married to a, a NASCAR driver, Brian Vickers. Right. And she kind of cleaned herself up and got away, right? Something like that. She was a victim or she well, was... Several, several of these w- women were I, maybe Stockholmed or whatever, but, you know, yeah. they're, they were given new identities, objectively speaking. So they're given pilot, they're trained to become uh, pilot school principals or administrators. So they don't really have to run... The school, but they look like they do. They have a new identity and they have a new pension, and they're able to, you know, after what they've done, they get to they become, kind of clean themselves up, right? They kind of wash themselves what, in the past. That's her name, Sarah Kellen, right there. This was yeah. this was something before Epstein. I remember reading in uh, Reddit uh, a few years ago. Some lady said, "You know, you guys laugh at being porn stars or prostitutes, but I I came from a place where I could make twenty thousand dollars a year and have to pay rent or go to Saudi Arabia." And leave in a year with a million dollars, you know, doing horrible things with the 13 year old princes and dogs. But oh. then and it was like it was like, whoa, this is too real. But then you see, hey, that was the outpour of there's a lot of people that are maybe, you know, it, it's not right to call it consensual because they're in such a crazy situation that they would think that that's a, the only choice they have. But it is, it, people think that it's consensual. You know, we've gotten to a point where people are saying, oh, I'm doing this on purpose. You know, you see it on the internet a lot. And sure. the, it, the, the systems we're talking about, like Magellan, have lent to Instagram, turning 13-year-old girls and progressively younger into trying to mimic prostitutes on the internet, right? So it's all part of this, oh, I want to do this idea that they're ideologically selling. Sure, sure. Yeah, I could see that, uh, definitely. Yeah, Magellan is the tech connections are big. You know, Magellan, Siren, ComTouch, with the uh, the Maxwells, and there's yeah, there they are. Uh, Isabel, Isabel is in San Francisco still, right? I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's either Texas or California. I can't remember. Um, I think they they're both stateside. They have at least one house stateside each. Uh, could be that Christine's in Texas, if if I'm, I remember that. Correctly, they were all into the databases, right? Just like Promise, tinkering around with databases. Yeah, with with backdoor software, backdoors. And there was an interesting thing. So they were involved in something called like the Santa Fe Institute, and or one of them was, or I think Epstein or Elaine was, and they were they had a huge statue of the monolith from two thousand and one, which is like super occult. And uh, you can see, I mean, there are elements of occultism in these guys' lives. Like, Jufre said that they had black, like, outfits or something in the closets. I mean, I just should... owning, a, owning a temple on an island is pretty occult, yeah. I'd say. I mean, yeah. once, you do, once you own a temple, it's pretty much, you're, you're in there for life. Her friendship with Kevin Spacey, and if you really know the inside story of Spacey. And his really dad. Loved. Yeah, there's not a bottom for Kevin Spacey. It's, I mean, he, that guy. Careful with that. Up Albi- careful <laughs> with that pun. In, yeah, well, unintentional. 
Funny. Go type in Albino Alligator, the film that he directed. I mean, wow. Okay. Just type it in. Just type in uh, Albino Alligator, Robert Anton Wilson. That's that'll, you'll, that'll take an hour. But when you get to the bottom of that, wow. You'll understand Kevin Spacey. That guy's, I mean, the story, real story about that guy. I don't blow your mind. It's not his real name. His real name is. Uh, where can I, I find you guys? Do you, you guys have Twitters and, and YouTubes and such? Uh, Andreas, Andreas Exertis on Twitter. And then Exertis, you go on, you find me anywhere, really. Yeah. I'll, do you, you know, do you have to, do you have to run, Eddie? No, no. I'm oh, just okay. curious. I, I just so I don't forget to follow you guys because sure. uh, I, I want to have you guys on my show sometime. I think that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, anytime, anytime. I'm on William Ramsey IN, so I couldn't get an investigate out of it on Twitter. Kind of got okay. Facebook. All my stuff's William Ramsey investigates. Kind of like uh, my broadcast. Okay, podcast. excellent. I just followed you guys both on Twitter. I'll give you so. guys some time at the end. You can plug anything. Here's some. Here's well. some more occultism with sure, me as well. Sure. Let's see. I mean, it, you don't really know, but with the black and white checkerboard, you know, sometimes that, that's yeah. the Masonic floor, right? I do. I do. Come on. That is so cool, though. Everything about Maxwell, you got to say she's pretty stylish and she's figured out how to how to live in this occult world. Right. I mean, there should be a show about that. I mean, and, and the boldness, these guys were really brazen. They they went after everybody. my understanding, too, is that my the rumor I've heard is that. Prince Charles was also heavily involved in this stuff, but they just didn't have the evidence to bust him for it. You guys heard that? Really? Yeah. Now, and now, now the oh, they, have the, geez, they have the evidence. They have the evidence oh, too. It's just shit. I've never. Seen so they're that screwing one. around on the Queen's chairs, right? Yeah, man. So that's, those two. Have you seen those together? And then this is oh another one with gosh. her. So they're 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 putting that forward. I don't know if these are private pictures, but they're clearly they doing look like it. They're just, supposed to be. Right, here's another one. So they're sitting in the same spot. They're like one of the most powerful people on earth. They're sitting in the same spot and getting pictures taken. Like whether that's an inside joke, whether that's something they show to their friends, but they're a Balmoral Castle. Like they're in the Queens. Yeah, what is, they're in the yeah. inside, man. And that, that's all covered up. They went to, what did they go to? Eugenie or whatever, one of uh, Andrew's daughter's weddings. You ever see that picture? Oh, no, I didn't see that. I, I saw the one where Maxwell's at chelsea clinton's wedding yeah that one exists this is incredible here look at this how often how can people get an audience with the pope oh yeah yeah i've right. seen in the pope yeah yeah that's real it's ridiculous it's absolutely yeah. insane well you know they have common interests his interpretation of his favorite age oh gosh dershowitz sign of silence oh i need to get uh, that picture that oh, oh that's great I'll, I'll oh thank you i don't mind Thank you, thank you. Yeah, that'll make a good uh, thumbnail edition. This is a pretty fun one right here. This is, <laughs> let me see if I can find the the pictures of these guys at at the party. I love that the True Detective. What's the character's name on True Detective? Uh, Rustin Cole. Rustin Cole. Cole. Yeah. Cole. Fuck yeah. yeah. He. I mean, they borrowed a lot of stuff. I mean, he his character is really interesting, but. They did some heavy philosophy from that guy. They brought in some sure, yeah. That first stuff. season of that show was very hard. Genius, man. Genius. Yeah. I've heard good things about that first season. I should check it out. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, do it absolutely. Time, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of lot of shit going on in that. So this is the picture from, I'm pretty sure 2006 Prince Beatrice's 18th birthday project party. So mm. that's like 
the you know three of the four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah <laughs> i've always wondered and he's about wearing this uniform it, it, it's stolen valor i think it's a fake yeah. navy okay. seal uniform be, right? because yeah that's what I read. Well, so yeah. one of the things I was thinking earlier, we were talking about New Mexico and the projects in New Mexico. Do you guys remember Quantum Leap? Yep. Quantum Leap's that's the Sam's outfit. It's the it's the naval officer who runs the secret projects underground, you know, for the government. So I think he's got the costume for one, it's a costume, but also he's saying <laughs> these paramilitary organizations, you know, he's involved with. I was trying to find the picture of him with cloud brilliant i don't know if you've seen that one you know the guy who started the alien uh, alien cult i've never said i don't if i did i just passed by it and didn't know it. so it was so so for me like some of these weird people he's associated with blow my mind and the Raelians were the people who started the clone aid company and we're talking about cloning projects he was interested in there's a french company that is they're cloning software. They worked with the Dolly stuff, but they were also into aliens and the idea that we're genetically modified. They're a very interesting group. They're not just into cloning, you know? And so there's a picture of him with him somewhere. Yeah. Well, Kevin Spacey. Like, yeah, come the on. smiley face, smiley right? Face so there you go. The yeah. symbol of That's hate. A, symbol of a lot of stuff. But that was in American something. That was an Academy Award winning film. Yeah. Yeah. American Beauty. This Beauty. You know, they changed the way it was written. Originally, he was supposed to be dead at the very beginning, flying around out-of-body experience. They just rewrote it. Hmm. Interesting. Tons of pictures. I'm curious now with more of the spacey stuff. Oh, dude, don't even go there, man. It's terrible. It's really bad. It's so dark. So I have a friend who was molested by Kevin Spacey in California and was an actor in 2010. And so I remember when I think it's 2016 or 2017, people started talking about Kevin Spacey and they're like, oh, I can't believe it. And I was like, I don't even know what to say right now. <laughs> Cause like we weren't supposed is, is to talk he, about it then, you know? Well, yeah. is he alive? Yeah. He's luckily okay, he's well, fine. That's good. There you go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Like, here's, um, here's, here's what you were talking about turning these people into airline pilots, right? So I think that's Nadia Marcinkova, who was definitely in the early Epstein. She's learning how to fly. That's a Gulfstream. Yeah. Yep. Here's she some, goes here's by Global Girl Online. And then that's Larry Vasoski, who was the chief pilot for most of the time. Oh, wow. So that was him. That's the guy who testified, right? The trial? Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, both pilots did. She goes. There's yeah. Tila Davies. I think that's Shante Davies' sister. And then Michelle Taliani. I'm not familiar with her. But then there's Marching Kova and Kellen again. Do you know her sister, Shante? I I don't know her personally, but I'm aware of... She was in the Filthy Rich documentary, I believe. She has... I've read Jufre's biography, but Shante also put together an autobiography that's not public. But if anybody out there can get knows her... And get a hand on that and make Did it she public domain. Refuse to publish it domain. or she changed your mind? I don't know what happened to it. I just know that she has an autobiography about her time. And so I don't know. And you can't out, find but... it? No. Um, Sorry, what was the... her name again? Well, it's right. It's her sister right here, Tila Davies. Her name is Shantae. S. Oh, sorry. C H A U N T A E. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. But she the thing is is that Jufre's autobiography was included in the Maxwell civil suit. 
not the criminal suit. So you can get that. You just go in and you can get it off of uh, Pacer or anything like that. But Shantae Davis, uh, to my knowledge, Davies has, to my knowledge, not published hers, but it, I think it's be important for researchers to read through that. Because she was there. I think she was a masseuse too and she mm-hmm. got abused. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I got tons of pics. Here's another one. This is somebody else, Adriana Ross. I mean, these guys were like collectors, right? They're collectors of these girls. Yeah, yeah, Adriana Ross. And here's, I mean, I don't know how Trump got away, or I don't know if he did get away, but he seems to claim that he was only on one plane flight, but he's seen so many pictures with these guys. Yeah, I know, right? All over the place. He had to have known. I mean, that guy's way too... Well, Trump, yeah, and he, and he, he was, he wants to know what's going on. He's not going to let, some, yeah. Let that and this is a picture on. of this was in the thing. You can get an idea of what Virginia Roberts, now Virginia mm-hmm. Dufresne, looked like at fifteen. So this is from the Virginia Roberts affidavit. Yeah, and for some reason during the trial, despite the fact a lot of these photos were already available online, they still redacted them. The court. It's, uh, it shows you how secretive they were trying to be. Yeah, crazy. Here's another one. This is Kellen again. So, or Kellen, I don't know what her name is now. Vickers. Vickers, yeah. Sarah Vickers. Sarah Vickers. Okay. What, what's everyone's thoughts? Does anyone have any particular thoughts on the, the kind of somewhat snap decision on the, the settling with Virginia Defray? Well, I was interesting because I was talking to Roberta Glass about the whole situation. And I said, you know, he should just settle and get out of it. And uh, I was surprised. Do you know what the number was that he paid supposedly? Was it 12? 12, yeah. I think it was 12 quid, right? 12. Yeah. Okay. So it's like 18 million bucks. Yeah, yeah. Mom wrote a big fat check. Her, his, her lawyers are legitimate. I don't know. I feel, you know, they've done a tremendous job because they've gotten huge, big number settlements in one, you know, they haven't. And I, just to let you know, there's still ongoing lawsuits going on. There's still time that you can go on to court reporter and you can see the Jufre Jersowitz uh, litigation is still going hot and heavy. It's burning white hot. There's they're exchanging papers. People are pissed. So I, you know, and it, one thing you learn, one thing you can learn is a lot of what have, happens in court, in the public uh, conversation, it's a whole different thing. What happens so, in court stays in court a lot of the time. So, and a lot, it's because it's kind of like the nomenclature. People don't have time to see it. So a lot, of, and it's, a lot of people will tell you a different story than what really happens in court uh, yeah. for public relations stuff. So yeah. Did you see the, I just sent an article a minute ago to you guys. That's uh, three days ago on the Epstein um, Island lawsuit and with the government and it's they have the virgin mary's the virgin islands one right right yeah i can pull it up let me see hold on sure sure pull it up so 
Jeffrey Epstein estate nearing settlement with U.S. Virgin Islands. You're seeing this, right? Yep. Okay, attorneys for the estate of notorious sex offender Jeffrey Epstein told a judge in the U.S. Virgin Islands this week that they are extraordinarily close to resolving a civil case filed by the government of the island territory against the late financier's estate once valued at over $650 million. I think something closer to $666 million. We've been having intense negotiations and talks for a settlement. We're very, very close. If you go down, you can see they're just going to talk about his life and what he did and, and everything. But the fraudulently obtained more than $73 million in tax incentives, and they want to try to get something out of it. But he was pretty clever, right, with the ending just making sure that the money disappeared into the right accounts. That's how money works. You know, as soon as it goes from that, it's wired, it's, it's gone into some Saxon trust in the Caribbean. So, but yeah, this was kind of an interesting thing. They stipulated that each of them were to be paid a quarter million annually for their management of the estate in Dick and Khan. And the two men through their attorneys have denied their allegations and in, in any involvement of misconduct. So they're trying to continue to get their promised pay and do because they said they didn't do anything wrong. They, <laughs> which is like, okay. I mean, we didn't stop them. Like we didn't stop 15 year olds from being brought to this Island and Disney cruises from stopping by. But I mean, so this is a, the comments drew a sharp rebuke from Mark Weinstein, who know that the estate had paid 175 million in taxes and 150 million to the Epstein victims. But what about me? You know, and I assume nobody on the government side is saying we shouldn't pay the taxes. We shouldn't pay our victims. Weinstein said they just keep throwing out numbers to make it sound bad. <laughs> so yeah i mean it just it just confirms what you're saying there are more and more cases you're not going to hear about all of them for a lot of reasons but the best one being that it, that they're they're trying to get something out of this settlement it's what do you call it the nda at this point they're like okay well now that nda is worth more and that's what it looks like is happening with a lot of these people who said hey all i got in my part of the pyramid scheme was you know like a, a small house in arlington i want something a little bit more fancy now you know These some of those settlements were big. There were seven-figure settlements to some of those girls. So they. I mean, yeah, but originally they were only going to get what, like a quarter million. It. So now they're like, whoa, 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 whoa! It's like the Harry Potter kids. You know, they wanted more money. That's all. It seems like it's not that they were really. This is the thing that kind of is. It's a little dark to say, but so many people are like, oh, the trauma that these people went through, and then half of that's true, but the other half is that people willingly did this, and then they're trying to up their fees. You know. Mm-hmm. Hate to be cynical. This is the connection between Epstein and Kubrick. So Minsky was a heavyweight scientist. And I think Jufrey said that she was sent by Epstein to have sex with Minsky. Ugh. And Minsky was an influence on 2001 A Space Odyssey. I think they actually mentioned his name in the Space yeah, Odyssey. It looks like a freaking alien. So, this is the craziest thing I've heard. I, I did not know the Marvin Minsky connection. Are you yes, kidding me? This yeah, is no. so good. So, oh, yeah. course, wait, wait, because the AI labs, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just another one. I mean, we can he go was, through. He was involved with the MIT AI labs. And so that was a big, when they found out all the, that was the beginning they found of out that. that all these guys were in it. Here's Joy Ito, right? Yeah. I was just yeah. going to bring up Ito. That He's the Japanese scientist, right? I mean, you got to remember, like, He's it's not Japanese instruction. It, yeah, it's, it's not exactly that these guys were on the island either. It's just that when right. someone came looking for an open source project, which wasn't going to get financed, 
throwing $150,000 at them is nothing to Epstein and his people. But it's really a big deal if you're, you owe $150,000 in debt and you're going to MIT and you're 21. Oh, this guy. This guy is so clearly peripherally involved with Epstein that it, I'm glad you found the picture so I didn't feel bad saying it. Yeah, here's here's Epstein in the background at one of the Edge conferences. So I wish they would pan around because you'd see all these really famous people with him. Uh, wow, he's right there. And then that guy. Dude. And he's it's so scary because they're he, you know the social network documentary that they had trying to they're saying, Oh, this is what's wrong with social network. We need to take it over and make sure that you're not getting too much fake news and uh, you know, sensational information about Epstein. This guy is on all these shows. He has his own stuff. He's at the edge. These guys don't talk, man. There's so many people associated with Epstein who will not divulge their story. They will not come out and say anything. So, like, just say, oh, I had no idea. They just are it's empty. This is one of them. This guy's famous. He's at Sam that Harris. Edge conference. Yeah. Yeah. I have, the, I have all the ducks. My favorite was Perry, who was... Epstein chef was on on Joe Rogan. <laughs> Joe never even asked him a question. Like Epstein is probably one of the biggest stories in American current history. And he just kept talking about how do you make steaks? Like, the chef? Steaks. Yeah, Perry. Jesus, and he didn't yeah, go guys, uh, Yeah, go look at Joe Rogan and Perry. I forgot his full name, but... That's interesting, though, because I, I met Sam Harris because he came through the Tim show. I hadn't actually made this connection yet. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, Michael Adam David Perry. Perry may be his name. Adam Perry, I think, right? Adam Perry, yeah. I thought he had three Adam Perry. Names. I, I don't Perry know. Lang. Adam Perry Lang. That sounds right, yeah. That's well, awesome. Rogan doesn't necessarily... Adam Perry Lang, there he is. ...go too deep in controversial stuff these days. Right? I, don't, I don't blame he's him, but he's safer. had so many people associated with, with Epstein on there without asking questions. Kraus. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. Keep Who's Kraus? 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 Cross is like a high-end kind of what is he? It's just social no Darwinian biologist, maybe? Lawrence Oh, Krauss. Lawrence Krauss. Okay. Yeah, this guy. Adam Perry Lang is his name. Sorry. Wow. There's, there's so much, man. Uh, I mean, I said the sad thing is I think I'm gonna be scratching the surface. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What we don't know. Well, okay. So what about, what about what, what we speculate here? So we know, you know, he got his own private prison with his Batman door and he could do whatever he want, yeah. wanted. So a lot of, a lot of that was successful for him. And by the time we heard about it, he was basically retired. No, it seems like he'd already done it. And there's a lot of other guys that are doing it now and are still doing it. And all around the world is this infrastructure that's existed for thousands of years. It's the oldest profession, right? You know, actually I wonder is prostitution or pimping older, but at this prostitution, point, prostitution probably is you think so? I mean, I wonder because pimping. I mean, because like, did the prostitute was did a pimp exist back in you know two thousand years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, ba- in Babylon, there definitely were pimps. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> you look in, you look into Roman culture. Yeah, there was a lot. So I mean, there's also the idea of infamy, and they take away the rights of the prostitutes, so that they were essentially slaves. But infamia. But so they haven't. It hasn't changed much. Then. I mean, there there is today. I don't think Jufre had rights. She didn't. The, a lot of these girls didn't have a choice. And then there's this idea of like how old you have to be, because in France, I think they just raised the age of limits to 14, right? Finally. And, you know, so we're not this idea of 18 is 18 in Canada or is it 16 in Canada? Uh, 16. 
So, you know, it was just, this is a very convoluted issue for, for this idea of what they're told they're supposed to believe is acceptable. You know, this French guy who's been taken out is not under the same, is he breaking the law or is he breaking morals or ethics? It depends on, right. you're asking, and it, this is an international problem. So there's a lot of different yes. ways of looking at it. I, I don't know if it's fair to say that Epstein, so this was a question, like really, to, to what did Epstein accomplish and where, where did the world pivot because of him? That's a great question. I think he accomplished a lot. I think there's still people probably blackmailed that are around in these offices that, you know, whether in entertainment or in politics, how did he get his money is another question. Like there's no real paper trail and same with Jufre. I mean, for Maxwell, he got DACA's they're like gifts, right? You know, every time he helped, what was the first, he showed a picture of the guy who gave him his first million dollars. He pretended to be an investment guy. He was also a, he was a math teacher for a minute in New York. He, he just conned his way into favor with people, got pictures with them and started with only a million and then got a billion, you know? Right. People giving him money though, right. Under the table, untraceable funds. Like there, I mean, he says he was an investor. Epstein says he was an investor. There would be masses of amounts of paper, especially in New York. Sure. All kinds of corporate filings, just tons of documentation, accountants. I mean, I don't think anybody found any of his like corporate filings, you know, C-150s or whatever. I can't remember the name of it, but like the uh, things you have to do with the SEC if he owns mm. corporate shares. I don't think anybody ever found any one of those. Yeah, Eric Weinstein made that point too. If he was a supposed hedge fund manager or large Wall Street player, there would be easily retrievable documentation of that. It would just come up online. I mean, all that stuff's public filing. So there's well, none of that. Well, there is the there, there's the idea of the uh, we're talking Saxon Trust I mentioned earlier. So these old Caribbean trusts. And it comes from this idea during the Crusades that if somebody goes to the Crusade, you leave your land in the hands of somebody else and you don't have to pay taxes on the land while they're, they get to make just the interest or the, the, the growth profit of whatever fruit that they grow on the land. So it's an ancient concept. But when you're on an island and you're in a hotel and it's bank wiring, it's a little different than it is if it's, you know, but it's not that different than the Knights Templar. It's the same thing. So many of these examples of when he died, money being wired to the right people. I don't know if you've seen the Panama Papers or there's a couple of Russian documentaries from about 2011 that were trying to say, hey, this is Putin's palace. And then there's Medvedevs, uh, who was the president at the time of Russia in the interim, his his mansion and his wiring schema and how he's why he's important, because Medvedev is probably one of the most brilliant people in the world besides Epstein. And the way that the money is put into these different offshore and shell accounts, you have it set up that you have a minority share partner whose name is on the paperwork. And then the person who shows up with the shares and he could have 99% of the shares, you know, or 51, they're the ones who get to take over. And there's no name on that. It's just who shows up the silent partner with the shares in hand, of course, digital now. So these shares can be, you know, sent around the world digitally, they can be NFTs. But back in 1999, yeah, there were there were girls on planes that had briefcases, and they would bring literally the shares. And then all of a sudden, they get a $40 million company signed over, and then they bring that to the next person. And you know, what's uh, Bill Gates favorite game again? Oh, yeah, poker, right? So how much of the Russian and American
Hello. Poker games. And then, oh. and then Sorry, you guys all you guys all froze up there for a second. Oh. I was just saying poker poker matches in DC were a great way to launder money because you could just you know fake it and you lost oh I lost fifty thousand bucks, you know. Sorry. And but it would be, you know, deliberately lost. Totally. That happens all the time. And, you know, another thing, of course, was the NFTs now, which at the time they had beans. I don't know if you guys remember, but before Bitcoin, there was a corporate Bitcoin called Beans, which Whoopi Goldberg made commercials for. And it was all about online monies and these corporations would share beans. It was a British thing associated with Magellan. And, you know, so when you start to look into the intricacies of how the NSA and the CIA and the international money systems are using Bitcoin, the connections to beans is really important as well. I'm sorry, just a second ago, what, what was the thing you just said you had brought up, William? Oh, I was just talking about poker. Is that what you're talking about? Like poker oh, right. is a means, a means right. of... Uh... Money laundering. Right. So what they were doing was they were using what became NFTs. And so similarly to say, oh, this was a $10 million painting, you know, in the 80s. And then in the 90s, say, oh, this is a $10 million piece of software or item that we're calling, we're appraising of value. And now this is becoming extremely common where you're saying, oh, well, I'm getting, I'm giving $10 million to somebody in the name of this piece of art. So it becomes a, a token a tokenized form of exchanging and laundering. Laundering is a, is a word for it, really, because it cleans the money. Interesting. These guys were all into that. Don't you think that that's really what's going on is in the Caribbean is they can buy people off. There's no oversight. There's tons of money laundering and opportunities. Well, Barbados... Barbados has always been a slave colony. It's like built upon the concept of slavery, right? So human trafficking is not an unusual concept in Barbados. And a lot of these islands are, they've always been about the accounting, not just of of a single slave for a single person. It's not resale secondary market. This is primary market. This is where they show up with a hundred bottles and someone else sells them for them. So they're very used to the insurance. When we hear the nightmares of the 1600s where they had insurance and they had to kill their slaves because otherwise they wouldn't get the money back, right? From their insurance uh, claims in the 1600s. That's from these Caribbean places. So that's where this logic comes from, really. Interesting. So here's a picture uh, I showed earlier Brockman with that one girl. So there's Epstein with Brockman. But this picture right here, this is a whopper. Get ready for this one. Oh boy. So there's Epstein with Minsky, right? Who we talked about connection to Kubrick. And then Epstein with Mirvold, number two or three at, at Microsoft. It's incredible. incredible stuff. Yeah, it makes me oh. wonder a bit about Kubrick now that you've mentioned Minsky, because you know Robert Maxwell and, and Kubrick would have been extremely proximal in the 80s by where they lived. If he's, you know, if we're talking about Oxford, so his mansion would have been, you know, in the, within the same 20 to 30 minutes of him. So that's, I, they'd have to be like ships in the night if they didn't meet. Minsky was an advisor on Stanley Kubrick's movie, 2001, A Space Odyssey. One of the movie's characters, Victor Kaminsky, was named in Minsky's honor. Minsky is mentioned explicitly in Arthur C. Clarke's derivative novel of the same name. It's not a derivative novel. That's false. Actually, the movie and the novel were put together concurrently, so they're not not derivative. Actually, the real backstory of the novel and the movie 
is that Clark and Kubrick worked on the movie and novel at the same time in New York City, as the right behind the Twin Towers, as the Twin Towers are getting built. And then they both had rights to everyone, but Kubrick pulled a fast one on Clark and didn't give the authorization to publish Clark's book. So Kubrick took all the glory and put the movie out without the book adjoining it, and then later allowed Clark to put the book out. But the book is very telling because it tells you exactly what's going on in the book. I heard. I mean, I heard the uh, book is important because it's telling you what's going on in the movie. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to say I heard a flavor of that story, a caveat that Cord Meyer was the reason that the book couldn't be published right away because Arthur Clark was involved with the things he knew. And they had recently, I think Snap had gotten in trouble for this Vietnam publication. And he started saying, hey, if you're going to get me in trouble, you got to stop everyone else and look at what they have first, too. So there's there's a there's a there's a bit there about the 2001. But I don't I don't I don't know. Do you think Kubrick was directly involved with that like did he know to that that extent so no what like 2001 well i mean did he well did he think that did did, did kubrick know what arthur c clark was working on or was he just they worked very closely intimately together in new york city and were exchanging information according to clark very frequently putting together the genesis of the film and the book at the same time well, I do love, you know, H-A-L and the letters right after, so I-B-M, right? So that you, there probably is, yeah. Well, uh, Clark is obviously, they're both two super geniuses, both occultists, possibly. I know Clark is a pedophile for sure. Kubrick, there's a lot of stories, but... Jury's out. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got Lolita and a lot of stuff like that, but and, and, t- and statements, you can take them or leave them. But they're definitely working together and putting tons of stuff in there. The The monolith is 11 feet tall, the number of the New World Order, the number of magic. They actually were going to use the Saturn's black cube and then devised this whole new symbol, which I think numerically symbols a lot, uh, symbolizes a lot of things. But Clark tells a different story. There is a documentary of Clark talking about it. So my reference of what happened with the movie and the book at the same time comes from Clark's perspective. I would love to if you send me something about Cord Meyer because I've been following a lot of these CIA guys. They're involved in everything, man. H. Howard Hunt was involved in getting Orwell's work put to the United States and, and twisting it, an Animal Farm and 1984 and the 50s versions into anti-communist narratives. Like they, these, the CIA was definitely involved in culture creation, very much so in the 50s and 60s, really before... Most people would know that. These guys are all in Barnes, these characters who are all associated with the CIA. It would explain a lot about it would explain a lot about the Kubrick thing because you know there's a clear souring of relationships. And the fact that he goes off with NASA lenses to make Barry Lyndon is just there's you know, Kubrick does things away. (laughs) He was his own person. There's no question. They called there's a book, I wish I could remember it, an author about 2001 Space Odyssey, but they called where they made 2001 A Space Odyssey, NASA East. So there were guys from NASA farting around with Kubrick in London. And there's pictures of him. One of his name is Muller. It's very easy to remember. But there's a picture of Kubrick, Muller, and Clark together walking around, you know, before all this stuff is done, uh, you know, before Apollo 11. So, you know, you kind of see these interesting connections going on. There's a lot of heavy stuff going on in the 60s. Oh, my gosh. Sure. Yeah. Let me see if I can find that picture. It's an amazing picture. 
anyone else uh, before we we wrap it up? I know Andreas has to go soon. So anyone else have any kind of points they want to bring up or get into? We have a couple of minutes. My second book came out about the trial. Oh. So if, if anybody wants to support <laughs> okay. support that uh, and uh-huh. how to cover the Glenn Maxwell trial on Amazon, you can also just type in Addy Ads, 99 paperback. I think it's five ninety nine ebook, and yeah, it goes a bit about the intelligence connections to the Maxwells and Epstein, my personal coverage of the trial, and then experiences throughout the trial. So, uh, people want to check that out. It's about novella length, so about a hundred pages or so. Uh, pretty easy read, but uh, I think has good information. Yeah, no, I'll definitely check that out. Okay, here we go. How to co- how to cover the Glenn Maxwell trial? That one? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, right on. That's my plug. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I'd love to have you guys uh, on the show uh, yeah, sometime. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad we all we all got together and everyone showed up. It, it seems like that's why I wanted to bring you guys on. It's it's nice to make the connections, right? And I'm, you guys are all doing hard work, so it's good to keep us all together and you know share share the resources, share the information, and you know, we bring our different perspectives to the table. Go ahead, William. I have tons of stuff about Epstein on my podcast broadcast, William Ramsey Investigates. So you can go through, I've read through victim statements. I had interviews with Roberta Glass right after he died, the day after. I did a lot of inquiries to stuff. I mean, yeah, we love, I knew we people love who worked for his lawyer. Too. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. You could go back and look through a lot of the stuff I did on Epstein and Maxwell. But uh, I've tried to really follow the case. You can, I think you can kind of tell from some of the pictures that I've taken is try to get a better understanding of the whole arc from the father to Epstein to the daughter. But yeah, all my books are available on my website, William Ramsey Investigates. If you want signed copies, you can get them off of Amazon. And then I have five movies on Vimeo. Right on. Yeah. And like, yeah, so like I said, we love, we love your podcast, William, here. So keep it up. So yeah, I was say, I love, I was just say, I love all the, I love all the stuff that you guys brought to the table and William and Addy, it was really great to meet you guys. It was really interesting stuff that you had, but you can find my content on Andreas Exertis. So I have Andreas.me or Exertis.com or Andreas Exertis on Twitter. And I also have on YouTube and Odyssey and Rumble, all kinds of videos, like hundreds, three or 400 videos of different kinds, you know, they're like about Shakespeare and Sir Francis Bacon. But I also have a series on Epstein, Maxwell and Echo, the uh, Dolphin, but also the program from SETI and John C. Lilly, and all the connections about what Epstein was trying to do and what Maxwell was trying to do with Terra Mars. And as much as I've found out from the more holistic side, kind of like William's been looking into, as well as Addy and the court trial, I've been trying to see what were their dreams, you know, and how has that influenced some of the elite and their dreams? So yeah, try to check out that Echo and John C. Lilly Maxwell Epstein series. So thanks a lot. Cool. I'll include everyone's links in the description so if there's anything that you guys haven't sent me before that you want me to include pass it along but i thought this was great guys i think it's worth for a re-listen for everyone and everyone pass it along there's a lot of good a lot of good stuff and i think everyone shared a lot of good resources and sites and sources and stuff so again it's great to see everyone and i know we'll we'll get together soon everyone take care of themselves and uh peace and love bros thanks jordan thanks Thanks. for having me later guys take care nice to meet you guys